I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. So you've got your strength training, you've got stress levels and inflammation, you've got the myriad of supplements that are available, foods that you need more of, maybe foods that you need to limit, red flags to course correct in your health and performance. There is a lot to consider. It's almost impossible to keep up, but knowledge is power. And with the assessment of your biomarkers combined with the insights and recommendations from the team at Inside Tracker, what you get is focus. You get precision as well as trackable metrics to ensure success and improvement for sports performance, health, and of course, longevity. It's a great tool that I use and you might consider it too. You don't even need to be a purple patch athlete to do so. All you need to do is head to insidetracker.com slash purple patch and you can use this code purple patch pro 20 and you get 20% off everything at the store. All right, let's buckle up and dive in. I hope that you enjoy the show. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And today it is part two of our observations and lessons so far as we find ourselves at the midpoint of 2022. And this week we get to narrow our focus a little bit. We dive into endurance sports and triathlon performance. What is going on in the world there? If you missed last week, I encourage you to head back and watch because that really lays the foundation of much of the discussion that we're going to have today. With that groundwork, we can get a little bit more laser focus. We are going to dive into sports performance. Now, remember, 2022 is our first year back after two years that were completely disrupted by the pandemic. We navigated cancelled races and events, delays, limited productions of events, and a whole bunch of training without a specific goal-driven focus to it. And so many people lost their compass. It was really, really challenging. Now, some people navigated really well. They leveraged the training time to their benefit. But yes, others did struggle, both mentally and physically, because they felt untethered. So no matter what your journey was through there, 2022, I think we can all agree, has been on. And so what have we seen so far? this season that can help you as you reach the midpoint of the year and you start to plot your second half of the year's performance. Hmm. Key races coming up. Let's try and maximize it because it turns out you have plenty in your power to adjust and evolve. But before we reveal, let's do Matt's Newsings. Yes, Matt's Newsings. Here we go. A few updates for this week, gang. And there is a lot of travel going on. But for folks in the Bay Area, the Purple Patch Center, the Performance Center in San Francisco is open. A good reminder, and you don't need to be a Purple Patch athlete to leverage the coaching and services there. What have we got under this roof as we sit in here right now? We've got sweat testing and consulting so that you can dial in your fueling and hydration needs for races in all conditions, especially, of course, the heat. We've got bike fitting services with 
the guys from IOG Bike Fitting. Yes, the best in class, specific for triathlon, road cycling, gravel, mountain biking, whatever your vehicle of choice, you get to leverage and get as comfortable and as powerful and, of course, as aero as you would need in there. Ivan O'Gorman and the team are here every single month so don't miss out on those guys. We've also got Orthopedic Massage. Yes, the team from Sports Medicine Institute, commonly known as SMI. They lead all of the athletic training and support for various professional athletes, as well as the teams at Stanford University. And of course, last but not least, most importantly, perhaps we have in-person coaching. Sessions around bike training, small group strength. And guess what? You can even participate in those sessions remotely. Yes, anyone. You don't even need to be a Purple Patch athlete. You can attend these coach sessions because they are all video enabled. Good fun. And of course, you get to receive feedback as you're riding on your bike trainer at home because we have our two-way portal. So not only can you see me and the other coaches, but almost scarily, we can see you. It's a tremendous amount of fun, a lot of entertainment, but most importantly, it is your biggest bang for your buck so far as training. If you want more insights here, head to the center tab at purplepatchfitness.com. Or, of course, you can always reach out to learn more. Just ping us an email at info at purplepatchfitness.com. Now, under that banner, I do want to point out one other thing that is coming. I just want you to mark in your calendars. We are going to have a really enjoyable and impactful launch party. September 29th is when we have it penciled in. We're going to do a lot of activities. It's going to be live at the center, and you can come see the center for yourself here in San Francisco. You'll also be able to tune in remotely. Details of that coming, just make sure that you've got your pencils nice and sharp because it is something that you won't want to miss out. All right. Now, I think that's going to do for this week. We want to get going, and we've got a real cracker for Barry. Bring out the ukulele. Yes, indeed. It is time for Word of the Week. We like the way he thinks, serious with a wink. Let's open the book, it's time to take a peek. It's the Dictionary Word of the Week. It is Word of the Week, and the word this week is and. And. Hmm. All right, this one is for one for the coaches out there and probably the leaders. And this is something that I'm actually drawing from something else because I read this the other day and it really resonated and I wanted to share it. You might want to think about integrating some of the language that I'm just about to talk about when you're discussing it with your athletes, your kids, your employees. So where did I read what I'm just about to outline to you? Health coach Sonia Looney. Very good. You can check her out at sonialooney.com. But here is what she had to say. And I'm going to read this verbatim here. When we connect two phrases with the word but, it de-emphasizes the first phrase. It's very true. So I'm going to read out a couple of examples here to make the concept more concrete. You ready? Good. I know you want to go to the park, but we have to put our jacket on. Let me rephrase that. I know you want to go to the park and we have to put our jacket on. I know you want to watch a cartoon, but we're going to read a book instead. I know you want to watch a cartoon, and we are going to read a book. You did a great job cleaning the kitchen, but we've got a lot more work to do. You did a great job cleaning the kitchen, and we've got more work to do. It's simple 
and it's important. Take it and run with it. Thanks, Sonia. And with that, and is our word of the week. And we can move on. Let's get into the lessons. Barry, it's time. Yes, it is the meat and potatoes. Yes, the meat and potatoes, and we are marching on with episode two of our lessons, our observations. As I mentioned in last week's show, Myself and the Purple Patch team had a little bit of a powwow, a little bit of a grounding as we meet the halfway point. And I asked the question, what are some of the things that you folks are seeing right now? What are you observing? And we did a little bit of a brainstorming session, and it was so impactful, so powerful, so interesting. I said, we've got to build a show on this, and we decided to build two shows. The first one was more in the terms of global performance, and that was last week. So don't miss that episode if you happen to have not listened to it yet, because I think it does create some real grounding of some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. Today, we get to get a little bit more narrow in focus. We get to talk about performance lessons and observations so far in 2022, anchored more in triathlon and endurance sports. Once again, we managed to distill it down to five. So what do we have here? We've got some really interesting observations for you. And so I think without further ado, let's get cracking. Observation one from the Purple Patch team is athletes' failure to perform within context. We are having a lot, I mean a lot, the majority of athletes potentially, folks joining Purple Patch who are reporting injuries or burnout and feeling tired. The trend is back, and that trend is a loss of performance readiness, vibrancy, the ability to actually absorb and adapt to their training program. And so why is this happening? What are my thoughts on this? Well, I think what we experienced as endurance athletes was a shrinking of life throughout the last couple of years. Things really got more slow. We had less travel. We had less events. We had less commuting times. And so things got a little bit more simple. And what emerged over that after we'd navigated through some of the anxiety and adjustments of living with these new blended lives is we created our own new performance recipe, our training program that fitted into this more simple and slow lifestyle that we had. that was almost forced upon us. Let's call it the pandemic plan. And we weren't interrupted with really frequent races that were testing both our systems as well as our musculoskeletal systems, we were just weaving a nice training program that fit within the context of this life. Now, as we come back into 2022 and the world opens up and we re-accelerate, and as we talked about last week, life is accelerating. Ladies and gentlemen, it is on. But what is happening with a lot of athletes is there isn't the ability, there's a big failure to adapt their training plan and approach back in sync with the fact that life is accelerating. It's really busy. And so we're really starting to see way too many athletes for my liking that are looking to maintain the same, let's call it pandemic training program under the context of an environment in where the total stress accumulation from the other aspects of life is simply too high. As we dig into these and we talk to athletes, it's the same patterns that are showing that we saw pre-pandemic. 
sleep patterns are dropping off. Positive habits around fueling and nutrition become sort of an afterthought. Much less self-care and mobility work going on. And ultimately, all of that adds up to their training program leading to maladaptation. In other words, a lot of injury, a lot of fatigue, accumulation, a lot of frustration. And so while there was and still is this great opportunity to draw the lessons, to build off of the training program that we were doing through the last couple of years and actually seek some magical performances, which interestingly, we are seeing that as much as we are this side of stuff, there are way too many athletes that are really, really struggling. And so with that in mind, I think it's important for us to remember. And that's remember the mission. Our goal is to absolutely maximize the training load that you can sustain and achieve positive adaptations. And that's why we have that phrase, performance within the context of life. And so right now, if your life is getting busier, travel, kids' school and sports that are back with a vengeance, the return of a commute potentially, travel for business, whatever it might be, it remains a fact a lifelong fact that your training approach must adapt. It isn't a retreat, a failure to scale your total of training hours if you nail the right number of hours for you within the context of life. That's not going backwards, that's being smart. That's ensuring that you continue to move forwards. And so make sure that you adapt your training programs to this new life, this busy life, so that you can achieve positive adaptations and continue to grow. The failure is being stubborn, removing positive habits and going down the cul-de-sac of fatigue and injury. Observation number one, very important. Don't forget that as a time-starved athlete, the very worst barometer of your training success is the accumulation of weekly training hours. It just doesn't make sense in the fabric of your living, breathing, chaotic, very busy life. All right, observation two. This one goes off of that trend a little bit, but is one that I'm really excited about sharing with today. Let's call it the fueling and hydration revolution. So in order for us to discuss this, I think first I need to go back four or five years and when I reflect on my coaching, as well as the advice and coaching of many performance experts out there, nutritionists, hydration experts that spent their whole life anchoring their education and their guidance around helping athletes perform in endurance sports. If we go back and reflect four or five years ago, there was a common consensus, myself included, that would encourage athletes to try and consume the minimal amount of calories that they could consume over the course of their race so that they could prevent or at least stay off the GI distress that was really, really common for athletes. And the thinking was really sound at that time. We knew through research, or at least we thought we knew, that the body can only absorb about 60 grams of carbohydrate every hour. And we were looking to consume as many calories as we could, but we also knew that the thing that unhinged so many athletes' performance was GI distress because they were doing their exercise in environmental stress, often heat, et cetera, humidity, but also the stress of the competition was really challenging. 
And so I would encourage people to take the minimal amount of calories to support the effort of the day. It is a complete revolution. And it is backed in first observational research and now peer-reviewed research. The biggest change that we have seen as racing has come back on and people have done homework and started to really look at this peer-reviewed research as well is the simple fact that not only can athletes consume more calories on an hourly basis, but on top of that, it has a material imprint on their performance levels. So quite commonly at the elite level, we are seeing athletes consuming 90, 100, 110, 120 grams of carbohydrate every hour. And in order to do that, they're supporting themselves with a lot of fluids, electrolyte focused. And so I think that there is a real revolution occurring and a paradigm shift of our understanding around what it takes to successfully fuel longer endurance sports. And so that becomes a really important consideration because we need to find, pardon the pun, the recipe of caloric mix that works for you so that you can make sure both emotionally and practically you can consume, continue to consume the calories that will actually amplify your performance. You need to think strategically around how you're going to consume those calories. And it tends to be as we, as we march through to the higher caloric concentration, that it seems best to separate out your calories from your fluids, your hydration, your electrolytes. And thirdly, you need to actually put it into practice with some real, real simulation, making sure that you are training your gut to be able to absorb more, but also practically go through various experiences in training so that when you show up on race day, it's not guesswork. But this is something that actually has a real imprint on not magnifying performance, but instead think about it another way, having it as an essential part of your program so that your trained potential can be met on race day. So it's not about getting 103% of your race day performance, it's getting to your potential. And fueling and hydration is always been important, but I think that there is a seismic shift going on of our understanding of what we can actually do and how it actually does enable you to get closer to your trained potential. And so that is observation number two. Super. Shall we move on? I think we should. Observation number three, the power of the soul filler. The soul filler, what's he talking about here? And so if I think about the time-starved athlete, obviously someone that has a really busy life, often a really busy work with a bunch of deadlines, requires a lot of focus, quite often has a partner or a family that's consuming a lot of their life, a lot of dedication they want to be present for, and then into that big chaotic mix, before we even think about things like travel for work, etc., we are looking to integrate training and all of the associated positive habits into that mix. Super. That becomes really important. But as I talked about in prior mistakes, too many coaches and athletes think that all of the hours of training, it doesn't matter whether you're doing 6, 10, 14, 20 hours a week, it's impossible, I think, for the time-starved athlete to apply full focus and presence to every single training session. 
And as we've gone through this year and we emerge back to a more busy schedule again, well, we're juggling more things in life. We really started to understand just how powerful it is to have some of your training sessions be what we label soul fillers. What I mean by a soul filler is one that actually carries very little structure. It's very simple. Let's do it. A 40-minute easy soul filling run, a 30-minute easy swim, an easy spin that's a soul filler for 30, 60, 90 minutes, two hours, whatever it might be. But the key is that we are giving agency to the athlete in which you can actually use this as a tool to both continue on something really positive if life has got in the way and you are mentally and systemically not ready to take on maybe some hard intervals of one day, but also on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis have a certain percentage of your training actually play a role in life as a decompressor a little bit of me time, a little bit of protected time where you do something that's enjoyable, hopefully in nature, and you're not focused on your phone, you're not available for meetings, but you're just actually decompressing. And while you're doing it, you're very gently building cardiovascular conditioning, muscular tissue resilience, et cetera, et cetera. And that soul fill-up becomes really, really important. Case in point, we just had an athlete who just last week, oh, I just had a terrible weekend. I had such a struggle. It was really, really challenging. I'm not sure what happened, but I was just awful. You gave me those intervals to do, and I did them on the bike, and I just had nothing, and I was empty, and I ran off the bike, and I tried to nail down the efforts, and I just felt like a donkey dipped in cement, borrowing my saying there. Well, when you dig further into that athlete's life, his teenage son had just rolled his car absolutely safe, absolutely healthy, but really, really mentally stressful. Life had brought an unexpected event that caused both logistical and emotional strain. And his body, when added to the demands of work and the prior training, it wasn't ready to nail. And so rather than chasing intervals again on Tuesday, two, three, four days where we keep him moving, not resting, not taking a break, not throwing his continuation of the journey to the side, but instead moving to a soul-filling side and component. Remove all of your intensity. Go out, have some protected me time, enjoy yourself. Go and run in the trails for 40 minutes or 50 minutes. And you know what happened as we came out of this? He evolved, and when his body and mind was ready, he knew, he felt it. Give me some intervals. By that next Thursday, boom, right back into it. By giving yourself agency to have a continuation of the program while maintaining a really calm focus is incredibly powerful. And so I think it's important as we reach this midpoint that sometimes, sometimes in your training program, you need to listen to your nervous system. You need to listen and have an honest conversation with yourself. You need to look in the proverbial mirror and say, why am I feeling frazzled? Is it really smart for me to drive on with intervals or can I use my joker? Can I use my soul-filling training? Not to run away from the hard work ahead because growth needs discomfort, but to ensure that I can actually maintain progression in the bigger picture. 
and it becomes really, really important. For the athletes that have really adopted this and it's a now acute phase of purple patch, the power of the sulfilla, I think it's become an instrumental tool in our overall coaching library. And with that, suddenly, we're three lessons down. All right. And so we've got two to go. So observation number four, the performance train is leaving the station. What do I mean by that? Well, again, let's go back to the last couple of years. That massive change that we went to that was absolutely forced on us. Boom. It was a shock to many. And that shock rattled people. But it also caused a reckoning, a real reckoning for many people because they started to become aware of their approach to sport, their approach to performance. And after the initial navigation and management and turbulence that so many people went through, they actually had the opportunity to put a stake in the ground, to actually revisit how they approach their performance and their sport. And many of them leveraged that opportunity and out of it grew an evolved mindset. And it was great. Many people had a wonderful couple of years of fitness development, prioritizing sleep, ensuring that you had a renewed interest in fueling and eating really well. Daily hydration was lack of, less of a focus. Life slowed down a little bit. And so it gave us capacity and agency to actually think about these things. And so many conversations were had with myself and the Purple Patch coaches of this is the new way. Goodness me, I'm never going to go back to what I was doing before. Well, as we emerge back to full steam living and, of course, full steam racing that's going on, there's a real polarization. There is a fork in the road on the performance train. There are those who, who adapted, who evolved, and who went on to really attack their training and performance through a new lens within the broader context of life. And then there were everyone else who simply returned to their old ways and old habits. And what we're really starting to see emerge, particularly through the spring and into the summer, is a stark difference in performance level. But more than that, we're seeing a difference in happiness, in the ability to actually successfully sustain training, to actually be encouraged and fresh and excited about racing without feeling once again like it's a monkey on the back. And so I think as we meet this midpoint here, over the coming months and even extending to the years, I think that we're going to start to see a paradigm shift. And that paradigm shift is going to be anchored around how we train for endurance sports within a time-starved life. I think the smart will adapt and improve across their health. They're going to be the ones getting the great results. The stubborn are the ones that are going to go right back to their old habits and become dinosaurs, dinosaurs of old failed approaches that ignore total stressor accumulation. It's not just about your training plan. It has to fit within the context of life. And so as we sit right now at the midpoint of 2022, if you don't want to get left behind in the performance revolution that is happening right in front of your eyes, I think it's time to take stock. I think it's time to adapt your approach. Draw the lessons of the last couple of years that were full of horror and angst and anxiety, but also a great opportunity to imprint some really positive habits and a more pragmatic and smart approach to your overall training. Now, a lot of 
this, this opportunity is actually anchored in goal setting. And I think that this is the sister with observation number four. If you want to evolve, it's important that we create a compass, a lightning rod for why you're doing what you're doing. And so I really encourage you, if you are starting to feel an accumulation of fatigue, the sport is a monkey on your back. You're having a hard time sustaining your training program while juggling all of the other components of life. It's a great time at the midpoint of this year to come back to your why. Folks are ungrounded and rudderless. Life is accelerating. And so it brings up and bubbles up the importance. Why am I actually doing this? Why am I dedicating this part of my life, not just to get ready for Ironman X, Y, and Z or marathon, yada, 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 but actually why am I doing this? And it's incredibly powerful to have a goal, a mission and an understanding, and actually, actually understanding what does success look like for me? Is it just crossing a finish line? Is it qualifying for a world championships? Or is it amplifying your life, being able to show up into the workplace and to your family and friends as a better version of yourself? Whatever your purpose is, come back to that. And from that, build it, build it, build your approach and be smart and pragmatic. And so suddenly, we're almost there. Four observations down. What is our fifth and final observation of 2022 so far? Well, it's very specific to endurance athletes, this one, but in fact, it's also specific to the broader population. Folks, observation number five, we are humans. Yes, we are. And we are social beings. Endurance sports globally tend to be solo sports, but we know that they are amplified in the results that people get and the performance levels achieved when that athlete is a part of something. They have a sense of belonging. They have the opportunity to share the journey. And it's become really, really obvious to us that that part that was stripped away over the last couple of years is absolutely central to the most successful athletes that we have. And we see it through various vehicles right now. The first and most obvious is our video coaching. We have both on-demand and live video coaching strength and bike sessions. And when we navigate those bike sessions and those strength sessions, and we all do it together, suffer together, it's really hard, but tie the knots together and go through and build success and victories and discuss afterwards, it makes the meaning of those intervals that we do mean something more because we're going on the journey with other people. And what we're starting to see is that that is really important. Higher engagement around discussions. It might be complaining sometimes, it might be celebrating, but actually connecting around training sessions. In our training camps, people where we open up a training camp, sign up and having the really meaningful conversations and realizing how important beyond the training, the education, the upskilling, but the dinners are. The opportunity for us to share our stories, ask questions of each other, peer to peer, peer to coach, and make sure that we are growing as human beings well beyond just doing the work. It amplifies your sporting results and it amplifies your life. And that's a really good thing. And we are seeing that all the way through the program. 
the first and the importance placed around community. We are social people. And the great thing about this is that I think that there is a single thing that unites all of us, all of you guys, the audience, with all of us at Purple Patch and all of the other coaches out there. And that's a simple fact that is baseline level. Whether you're chasing a world championships or you're just contemplating taking on your very first event, the thread that weaves through all of us, that unites us all, that is the central lightning rod that we can build everything around is a simple desire to improve. And what that means is that with that perspective, with that being the most important thing, not who the fastest is or who's won the most world championships or who's done the most marathons, all of that is great, but it's fluff. The desire to improve under that lightning rod, when we orb around that, that means that everyone is welcome. All levels, all backgrounds, all ability, all goals. The simple respect and the shared journey of I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to show myself that my dedication, my hard work, my commitment is going to lead to growth and something that I can really be proud of and have knock-on effects for that. And so as you go through the second part of this year, if you are a little bit of a lone wolf in whatever program that you're a part of, wherever you live, get involved. It can be in person with teams and groups and clubs. It can be online with programs such as ours. But make sure that you become a part of something. A part of that that will really help you is it's a natural gateway for you to remove some of the obsessive natures that dominate a lot of endurance athletes' mindset. Don't worry too, too much about that word that I think is overemphasized, specificity. People think that specificity is that every minute of every day of every training session needs to be monitored and measured and exact. Goodness me, it's a failure. I wanted to do 250 watts and I only went 249. Let that go a little bit in the pursuit of the huge benefit of being a part of something. Don't get paralyzed by the metrics. I encourage you to lean into others, to learn. It's going to amplify your soul, but also amplify your performance. Isn't that a nice way to end? Five observations in the triathlon space and the endurance world as you march forward to the rest of 2022. I ask you, what can you improve? Are you going to be a dinosaur or adapt? Are you going to lean into others and amplify your performance? Are you going to start to think about fueling and hydration as an essential part of your program or continuing as something that I should maybe think about as a supplement? You know the answers, so take action. I hope that helps. We'll see you next week. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for joining and thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the new format. You can never miss an episode by simply subscribing. Head to the Purple Patch channel of YouTube and you will find it there and you could subscribe. Of course, I'd like to ask you if you will subscribe, also share it with your friends. And it's really helpful if you leave a nice positive review in the comments. Now, any questions that you have, let me know. Feel free to add a comment and I will try my best to respond and support you on your performance journey. And in fact, 
as we commence this video podcast experience. If you have any feedback at all, as mentioned earlier in the show, we would love your help in helping us to improve. Simply email us at info at purplepatchfitness.com or leave it in the comments of the show at the Purple Patch page and we will get you dialed in. We'd love constructive feedback. We are in a growth mindset, as we like to call it. And so feel free to share with your friends. But as I said, let's build this together. Let's make it something special. It's really fun. We're really trying hard to make it a special experience. And we want to welcome you into the Purple Patch community. With that, I hope you have a great week. Stay healthy. Have fun. Keep smiling, doing whatever you do. Take care.